I don't know if you saw this story last week. This is crazy. New York City, the city of New York, sued Kia and Hyundai, saying your vehicles are too easy to steal, um, and it's creating potential risk for death and injury for the public. I, I don't know how it's going to go forward. I don't know what the answer is going to be. It was filed uh, in New York City, and it alleges that they have failed to keep up with other other automakers by not adopting anti-theft immobilizer technology that makes sure vehicles can't be started without their keys. Um, that's one of the issues we're going to talk about here because vehicle thefts in this country are bad. Things are not good. Um, last year in Calgary, thefts were up 25% in one year. It's actually 2022, so to the end of 2022. Um, in Alberta, it was up 18% overall for the year. In Toronto, it was up 45%. And this costs insurance companies, obviously, billions and billions of dollars. Now, it's not, in some cases it is, but it's not always just, you know, kids out stealing cars for joyrides or somebody stealing a car like you might. This is organized crime in a lot of these cases. And these stolen vehicles are actually big, big business. So let's find out what's going on. We're going to speak with uh, Sid Kingma, who is the Director of Auto Theft and Vehicle Services for the Western and Pacific Region Equity Association. Sid, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Uh, good morning, Shay. Thanks for having me. So let's zero in on what we're seeing in Alberta. We're, I mean, thefts up 45% in Calgary, 18% in the province in 2022. What's going on? That's a pretty big jump, isn't it? Yeah, it is a big jump. You know, we had a little bit of a reprieve there through uh, COVID. Things dropped a little bit, but uh, they certainly come back up with a fury here in, in 2022, and we're continuing to see that in 2023. So, is it, um, is it, it's pickups, right? Is it pickup trucks in Alberta? That would make sense, right? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, pickup trucks in Alberta being stolen. That probably dominates our, our top 10 list for sure. Now, is that just because there are so many pickup trucks in Alberta, or is, or is there more to it? Are, are they more desirable? Are they easier to steal? Why are they the ones that seem to be stolen most often? Yeah, I think you hit it on all three of those. There there are, obviously, because of the industries here in Alberta, there are uh, more probably per capita pickup trucks in the province. Um, and there's there's lots of older ones pre 2007. Um, you know, before we had the immobilizers in them, uh, there's still lots of those vehicles out there. They last a long time, and they're just easier to steal. So those are the ones that we see that dominate and and drive up our numbers. But it's also the newer uh, pickup trucks that are are stolen here and and sent for export outside the country. Yeah, I was wondering how often does that happen? How common is because we all hear about it. You know, these vehicles are taken, put onto a container, and they're shipped overseas. How often is that happening? Yeah, I don't know if I can answer exactly how often that's happening. We are seeing it more frequently. Um, you know, in our eastern provinces like Quebec and Ontario, it's happening quite often. Uh, but we have seen it here over the last couple of years where groups are coming from those regions out to Alberta, out to the western provinces and committing those same crimes and, and sending those vehicles, you know, on rail cars and containers to the ports in the eastern ports and then off to uh, destinations beyond the pickups? I mean, they're, they're sending pickups overseas, too. I know that's happened with some of the higher-end cars that we've seen in eastern Canada, but the pickups, same thing, hey? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just a little over a year ago, there was a group from Ontario that came out to Edmonton, into the Edmonton area twice uh, over a one-month period, and they stole about 40 F-150s in particular. Uh, the police did manage to catch them and recover some of them, but there was 33 of them that uh, they didn't recover. Wow. And, uh yeah, we have information actually that we know we know of twenty three of them are actually in Dubai right now. Oh, and you know that? Uh, it's just you know we have uh, we have partners across the world, yeah, um, and uh, you know they're able to confirm with their contacts uh, that these vehicles are actually there. 
And in fact, you know, I was over in Dubai in March of this year um, because of that file. Uh, I didn't actually see any of those vehicles, but I was able to to visit a, a used car dealership area outside of Dubai. Um, you know, took an unsci- unscientific sort of sample of, yeah. of the vehicles. And, uh, you know, there were um, all the ones that I looked at were stolen from Canada. Now, what about tech? Because, I mean, uh, you know, not all that long ago, we all had car keys, right? And, and there was hot wiring and all the rest of that stuff. But nowadays, I don't know anybody that actually has a key to start their car. It's all done with fobs and push buttons and remotes and all the rest of that stuff. Has that made it better or worse when it comes to vehicle theft? Well, I think initially it made it better. Um, but what happens is when when uh, the manufacturers come up with something, you know, uh, like uh, a process that helps inhibit thefts, the bad actors out there sort of reverse engineer that sort mm-hmm. of tech and come up with a, a way to defeat it. And and that's just an ongoing battle for, for everyone. So it is the tech that, uh, you know, the higher end vehicles are, are being stolen with. It's, you know, it's not hot wiring anymore. It's, you know, it's not the screwdriver uh, right. and the ignition and just forcing it, those kind of things. It's, it's a lot more tech that's happening. Yeah, they actually can basically program fobs of their own right i mean they can, i don't know how they do it i'm not sure what the science is that's involved but they can basically clone a fob yeah they can clone a fob they can uh program another key into a vehicle once they have access inside the vehicle uh, so there's a few different uh, strategies and techniques that they can do to get the vehicle started and off someone's driveway or off the street anything we as drivers and owners of these vehicles can do to protect ourselves from this kind of theft i mean is there any way that we can interrupt that technology and and help ourselves yeah there's a few ways i mean obviously nothing is is the uh, silver bullet that's going to solve everything but you know we sort of recommend a a bit of a layered approach and you know the first thing uh because we don't all have garages that we can park in uh but if you are parking your vehicle overnight you try to keep it in a well-lit area and make sure it's locked because probably a couple months ago we seen a group again that uh that came into into Edmonton and were targeting unlocked Land Rovers. And they could tell they were unlocked because generally with newer vehicles, when you lock them, the, the side mirrors fold in. Closed so in, yeah. The side, yeah, exactly. So if they don't, if they've seen that they weren't closed in, then they could access the inside of those vehicles and, and fashion a new key for themselves for it and get them going. And then kind of a, another second layer is like install visible or audible anti-theft devices. So even your old school steering wheel, steering wheel yeah. locks, you know, um, it, it is old technology, but it is effective. You know, it's just another layer that the, the bad actors or the thieves would have to get through in order to take that vehicle. And, uh, you know, there's other immobilizers that you can install in your vehicle, uh, kill switches sort of that uh, would the owner, the owner would know about, but a thief might not know about it because it's an after factory kind of thing. And then there's also uh, additional tracking systems. Newer vehicles generally have tracking systems in yeah. them, but the thieves know the location of those trackers or, or the modems that the, that they can remove to disable the trackers or whatever they need to do. But if you install your own tracking system, an aftermarket or after factory uh, one, those can be uh, a huge help to law enforcement in tracking down your vehicle. Yeah, I was going to ask you because I know that, they, I mean, obviously you can track anything these days. So you just go buy one of those, I don't even know what they're called, Apple has me stick them on your luggage. Same thing would work in your car. I mean, you throw it under the seat somewhere and forget about it until you need it, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different ones out there. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned one, but there's, you know, there's dozens of There's others. tons, yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, what about the fact that I know uh, we're still short vehicles uh, in, in this part of the world, at least? Uh, it's really, if you're going to buy a vehicle, good luck to you. It, it sometimes can be hard to find them. I mean, how does that affect this? I would imagine, because we know what used vehicles are going for. Um, doesn't matter if they're legal or not. Supply is supply and prices have gone up. I'm sure it's more attractive. It's a better time to be a car thief, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's simple economics, right? There's a huge demand and, and supply is limited. Um, a lot because the semiconductor chips weren't available. I mean, there be, there's more and more becoming available, so I think that's that that sort of thing is lessening. That you know, uh, let's hope the uh, supply gets up there. But yeah, the demand is huge, and and let's face it, Canada has a lot of nice vehicles, um, and so that's really what's uh, what's driving this is that there's the demand out there for our vehicles. Yeah, no question. It's, it's, it's a wild time when it comes to vehicles. Sid, great stuff. Great insight. Thanks very much. Appreciate it.